0: We Got the Geek is recorded before a live studio audience.
1: Why are they doing this? There are being orders, sir. It's their duty.
0: Do you know how many there will be?
1: 17 more, sir.
0: Oh my God, you can't fight 17 on your own. You'll have to organize us. We're not cowards. We'll, We'll do as you tell us. We'll fight. No. Why not. Soldiers deserve soldiers, sir. But one soldier gets 17. What are you going to do?
1: I'm going to kill them all, sir. All right, greetings, everybody. It's Jay Stu. I'm sitting here with the lovely Sarah Jane. And welcome to our second installment of Kurt, Your Enthusiasm, where we talk about the wonderful filmography of Mr. Kurt Russell. Yeah. And uh, it's our first official podcast slash segment of 2021. Yes. So very exciting. Woo! Very exciting. Home from the day job today. Looks like it's going to snow and or rain.
0: It's very overcast. It's been overcast a few days now, and it's like, okay. Enough.
1: Enough is enough.
0: Let's see some sunshine, people. We all need that vitamin D. Sorry.
1: All right, so this time out, we actually came up with the theme for the show, like, during...
0: While we were watching one of the movies.
1: Yeah, in the middle of the first movie, we said, hey, we should watch another movie like this. Yeah. So, the first movie we're going to talk about is... I don't know if a lot of people have seen this movie because I don't have any other friends that ever mentioned this movie. Like you were the first person I knew that brought this movie up. Uh, It's 1998 Soldier. Yeah. uh, Which I saw when it was brand new in the theater. Uh, It was I think it was one of the first movies I saw when the Penn Center uh, reopened their cinemas. Ninety eight.
0: I think yeah I, I I think I saw it at the theater.
1: And uh, we got our DVD player in 2000, and it was one of the first DVDs I bought, watched once, and then didn't watch again until last week. So, like, 20 years later. Uh, But we decided we were going to revisit it, because we had fond memories of it. And here's the tagline of the movie, before we get into it. (laughs) And uh, I'm not going to read it like the trailer guide, but... A soldier trained from birth is deemed obsolete and dumped on a waste planet, where he is reluctantly taken in by a community of defenseless stranded wayfarers. So, yeah, pretty
0: much hit the nail on the head with the description. That was the movie.
1: That was the movie. Thanks. Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> Good night, everyone.
1: All right. So he uh, he plays a super soldier in this movie called Todd. And the concept is like right from the beginning of the movie, these uh, government agents are taking all these babies from a nursery, and then it shows the first few minutes of the movie is how these kids progress to adulthood while being trained to be these killer soldiers.
0: Yes, and it was sad. Like I was just those poor babies. Yeah, you
1: you remembered and we won't dwell on this because it's going to upset you, there was a fight between a couple animals.
0: There were two Dobermans and a wild boar. And the kids, uh, I think it was like year seven. So like these boys, these young boys are like seven years old and watching this wild boar or the Dobermans, we're not really sure who gets hurt more, but I think it's the boar. The Dobermans rip apart this wild boar, and the kids have to watch it. And they're trained to show no emotion because emotion is not what you are being programmed for. Basically, it it was it's it's just a lot of brainwashing from the time that they're infants to make them the perfect soldier.
1: Yeah, and it, it shows, because none of them show emotion. None of them rarely talk.
0: They Very rarely. The only time they're told that they can talk is to answer a command. And yeah. so, yeah.
1: In fact, in looking this up, Kurt Russell's total dialogue in the movie was 104 words.
0: Right, and I think maybe four of those words were in the same sentence. And, at one point.
1: And you brought up a good point. Like, that's the mark of a good actor, if they can convey all kinds of emotion without talking.
0: I mean, words are great. When you're given a script and given beautiful dialogue to play off of, that's fantastic. And it shows in so many great movies. I mean, we're looking at Oscar winners that have done that. You know, like... So, it, it that... That is a talent. But when you're given a total of 104 words and you're this soldier who can't really show much emotion, you don't speak, your whole life is, you grab a gun, you do what you're told, and you kill. That's it. As an actor, that's difficult. Like, it's really difficult, and Kurt Russell is such an amazing performer and actor that he, he was so flawless in his performance as this character, as Todd, and he conveyed, just with his eyes even, so much emotion and, and performance. Just in the way, like, he would, like, cock an eyebrow or, or give a, like, so much was being said and not saying anything.
1: And there was a scene near the end of the movie where the character cried for the very first time, and I guess he, the character doesn't really know what's happening. They have
0: no idea. He had no idea what tears were, because yeah. it wasn't allowed. It yeah. was It was literally brainwashed out of them to not cry he had no idea what the hell his he probably thought his, his head was leaking <laughs> you know and so yeah because he starts to realize you know a little over halfway through the movie that these people on this planet that they weren't supposed to be on but they made a life for themselves cared about him and it, I think. I think in his mind it was like, no, that can't be, like, they because the one, no, Sean Pertwee, right? Yeah. Sean Pertwee's character called him a friend. These soldiers don't know what friends are. They don't have friends. They have, um, comrades. They have, you know, other soldiers in in their. Ranks, but they don't have friends. And when they shunned him and and made him leave, he finally felt that hurt. Yeah. And it it I think it threw him off.
1: Yeah. So you're right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> After all that, yeah, you're right. Oh, I
1: agree. Well,
0: I know I am, but still.
1: Um, just looking over my notes. And, uh, yeah, so these soldiers, they train for, like, the first 16 years of their lives. And then they're put
0: into all wars.
1: Kind of, all kinds of Bad war battles. situations. They show a bunch of them at the beginning in a montage. Yeah. And then they bring in these uh, even more badass Soldier
0: soldiers. Soldier
1: 2.0. Yeah, and they're training them against the Kurt Russell soldiers.
0: The old, the old models, basically.
1: And by the way, that fight with Kurt Russell and uh, the actor Jason Scott, who plays Kane on the chains, what yeah. a wicked fight.
0: That was good. That was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Kurt makes him lose an eye. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. Pretty badass. So gross. But, but it then crazy. Kurt loses the fight. And they dump him on a garbage ship, and they toss him off to the garbage planet.
0: Yeah, like well, yeah. yeah well, I you know, mean, he's dead. Screw it.
1: You don't need to heal. You're done.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we're gonna replace you anyway with these new guys. Fuck
1: though. you with all the good you've done over the years. Yeah, thank you for done. your service.
0: <laughs> Here's the landfill. You know, it's like oh, and I think, and I think that's where part of that started, where you could see it dawning on him.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and the fact that he looked confused, like where the hell am I? And yeah. he he didn't I mean, usually, you know, when a when a character in a movie is transported somewhere and they're not they they wake up they look up confused or anything, but they convey that with words like Where the fuck am I? you know, <laughs> yeah. like, motherfucker And he couldn't. So just the expressions on his face the furrow of his furrow of his you know f- brows and his forehead and and you know the the that confused look and the kind of like just a scowl or said so much he was like you could see you could hear him in his head thinking what the fuck
1: yeah
0: you know but to not say it it was just and he was like i have been deleted. Yeah, is basically it. You know, he stumbles into the group of refugees or whatever, and it's like, hey, you're new here. How'd you get here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and what's fun about rewatching movies you haven't seen in a long time is uh, seeing actors in them that now you know, like years later. Yeah. So uh, Michael Chiklis was one of the guys on the yeah, planet? Yeah, the commish. <laughs> the commish. and
0: the thing, and oh god, he was in um, he was in um, Adam Sandler's Halloween movie.
1: Huey Halloween. Huey
0: Halloween. He was did, the priest.
1: Did you ever see a, a show? It was only on for about a year, maybe about maybe about ten years ago, called No Ordinary Family. I think so. Uh, he was the dad, and the family had superpowers. I can't even remember how they got the powers. We'll yeah. never know. It was, it was decent, though. I liked him on that. And I like Michael Chiklis. Yeah, the commish. <coughs> uh, you know? And then you mentioned Sean, Sean Pertwee and his wife, Connie Nielsen. And mm-hmm. why is why is that funny, that couple?
0: Because <laughs> he is Alfred... Right?
1: Yeah, on the show on Gotham. On the show
0: Gotham. And yeah. she is Wonder Woman's mother in the Wonder Woman movies. Yeah. She is, I can't remember her name.
1: Uh, I'm going to butcher Hippolyta? it. Hippolyta? No. I've heard it pronounced two different ways. Hippolyta and Hippolyta. It's Hippolyta. Okay.
0: Yes. So she plays Wonder Woman's mother in the movies.
1: And also, <laughs> little nerd aside, uh, Sean Pertwee's dad was the third doctor.
0: Yes, he was.
1: Yeah. Can't remember his first name. By the way, he was one of the best Alfreds ever.
0: You know what, I never watched Gotham, so But
1: he's great on it. Just yeah. saying.
0: And I'm sorry if if uh, Donald Loeb listens to this podcast. I'm sorry I never watched Gotham.
1: Well get on it, ladies. I'm
0: sure you were wonderful in it.
1: And uh, Jason Isaacs. Yes! He was a jackass. He was the bad
0: guy yet again. He was Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter. He was the um, the British soul, like the British officer in um, uh, the Mel Gibson Patriot movie. He it, he plays such a nasty villain a lot of the times, but he's so
1: good at it. I've only seen him play a good guy once, and that was on a short-lived TV show called The Wake.
0: Yeah, see, maybe it didn't do so well because he was playing a good guy. <laughs> maybe because he is just—he is the quintessential like he—and he's British, so yeah, of course, right? A lot of British actors are all like nine times out of ten the villain. Yeah, but he was so he and he was such a weasel in this movie. Yeah. You wanted to like just shoot him in the face yourself.
1: And I'm sorry if this is an insulting comment to anybody. <laughs> But uh, one tends to forget that Gary Busey's in this. Yes, and one tends to forget that Gary Busey used to be an awesome actor.
0: Oh, he was! I loved him in this movie. Yeah, I loved him in a lot of his old movies. Yeah, uh, Lethal Weapon.
1: Yeah, and the Buddy Holly story. The
0: Buddy Holly story, which you said he won an Oscar for. He
1: was nominated. Nominated. For an Oscar okay,
0: for like so good. And He was
1: great in this. And at one point, I turned around and went, "It's funny when Gary Busey's the book's of reason."
0: Yeah. He made perfect sense yeah. at one point in the movie, yeah. and it was just oh, it was so good. And then the final showdown.
1: Oh my goodness, where Kurt had the rocket launcher.
0: Not only that, but when when he took over the one vehicle, and uh, Jason Scott, is, it, is his full name Jason Scott Lee, or I is it Jason think Scott? So anyway, <coughs> when Kane is in the other vehicle and he's telling, um. Vehicle two to change his change their direction to whatever and all all Todd says is affirmative and keeps heading straight to oh, Kane's right. vehicle and it's like uh, no change your direction affirmative you're not you're not you're on a direct course with me affirmative and then <laughs> rams into the vehicle and I was like <laughs> but before they, before the vehicles make contact Jason like Kane looks out the window and sees Todd and they make eye contact and the look on Kane's face is just oh shit and then boom and I was like okay this is gonna be a great fight I loved it it was so good.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of trivia about the movie. Woohoo. Um, let's see. Uh, when they showed uh, Todd as a child training, yeah. uh, the 11-year-old version, that was his son Wyatt. Get out! Yep, soon to be seen on the uh, Winter Soldier Falcon series coming out in a couple months.
0: Oh, that's so cool. When they were at, sitting at the desks putting those puzzles together? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that
1: was yeah, his son. Yeah, that was his son.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I think it was one of Wait, his... Is it...
0: Was that the scenes where he was beating up the other kid?
1: I'm not sure.
0: Because that was around the 11 years.
1: Could be. Ooh. Uh, Kurt Russell broke an ankle during the filming of this movie.
0: Whose ankle? His ankle? His own. Okay, well, you he, you said he broke an ankle. It could have been anybody. He, He's really- he
1: broke his own ankle <laughs> during the first week of filming.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yep. Uh, when he first came back from being off with the broken ankle, uh, all the scenes films were the ones where he was laying down.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, what? I wonder uh, if
0: they threw that crutch scene in because of the ankle. I don't know Sean Pertwee tells him because
1: he ah, could be but here
0: use this as a it's a crutch you know and he's like looking at it like a what uh,
1: originally the movie was being uh developed in 1983 oh my God it's originally called the base ah. um it was supposed to be directed by Sylvester Stallone.
0: oh my god
1: um uh Clint Eastwood was also up for the for directing it. Back then. (gasps) Wow. Oh, he was also up for the main role back in the 80s.
0: Clint Eastwood?
1: Clint Eastwood, yeah. It was
0: going to be Kurt Russell's role. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Keep in mind, this back in 83, so. So
0: he was young. Yeah. I I don't know if I can picture it, though. I don't don't know if I can see Clint Eastwood as Todd.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess the script went through many rewrites over the next 15 years. Oh, my God. Uh, Keanu Reeves was originally up for the lead role. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell has stated that a sequel had been planned had the film done well.
0: Aww.
1: Film did not do well, money wise.
0: Boo. I want to see a sequel.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool, actually, because the ending was just them Very taking cool over the ended. ship with all the refugees and yeah. really nice, heartwarming final scene where the, the kid from the planet wanted Kurt to pick him up and look yeah, out the window. The,
0: the Sean Pertwee's son. Yeah. And not like his character's son. The, the one who killed the snake because uh, Todd showed him how, you know, this is what you do. Like, you have to be tough. <laughs> like, yeah, that was it? pretty cool. When he caught him mid freaking, when the snake was going at the kid's face. And yeah. Todd caught him mid-flight. <laughs> like
1: boom. Yeah, it was decent.
0: That was weird. I'm going to admit it. I have a crush on Kurt Russell.
1: he's cool. He's definitely, the reason we started this segment is he's always been one of my favorite actors.
0: Yeah. And and Goldie Hawn, too. Like, the two of them are just such an amazing couple. They both have their own wonderful, great careers um, separately. And just, yeah, like, I just, I love Kurt Russell. Love him, love him, love him, love him.
1: Alright, so uh, we've reached the point in the segment where we're going to give our ratings. I got one. Okay. I'm going to give it four and a half Todd snake killing boots out of five. (laughs) Because that's how he kills most of the snakes, with his boot.
0: With his boots. And
1: that's how he teaches the kid.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it. common-sense Gary Buseys.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Alright, so we both loved it years later.
0: Yeah. You know what? Now, in this day and age, they should... They could do a sequel now.
1: Yeah, I guess technically.
0: And and place it so many years after. He's in good shape still. He's in fantastic shape. He's still as good-looking as ever. Like, hello?
1: And on that note,
0: when, we think, it,
1: of, when we think about good-looking Kurt, yes. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break,
0: <laughs> and we'll be back
1: with our second film of this segment. Woo! And now, a word from our
0: sponsors. Sketchbook Comics and Games is a store that has something awesome for everyone. In addition to selling comics, board games, and action figures, there are tables for open gaming. Wednesday nights, Sketchbook features game nights starting at 6 p.m., Friday through Sunday, Sketchbook is the place to be for Magic the Gathering. The store is located at 224 Glenridge Avenue, Unit 9 in St. Catharines. Come on down for all your geek and
1: comic book needs. Give my regards to King Todd, asshole. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Kurt. Your enthusiasm—it's
0: like the—it's like the commercial break was just so quick. It was like
1: yeah, like exactly, the blink of an eye. So midway through the first movie, we're thinking we had another movie lined up. We won't say what it was because we'll definitely be doing it in. a But it didn't
0: day. suit. Like I came up with, why don't we do two movies that are of the similar. Um, vein of genre. Yeah. So because Soldier is an action sci-fi movie, why don't we do another action sci-fi movie?
1: Yeah, and then I immediately remembered Stargate, where he had the same haircut. <laughs> and uh,
0: almost, at, except for the beginning of the movie. And
1: he was a military man again. Yep. And I can't believe I forgot about that movie because I'm a gigantic fan of that you of that whole franchise movie, TV shows.
0: See, I loved the movie. Went and saw it in the theater. I. Couldn't get into the TV show. Could not.
1: Took me a while. I I started watching it. uh, It was on for ten seasons. I started watching it midway through the sixth season. Uh, (laughs) You wagon jumper. Well, my reasoning uh, on the show, Kurt Russell plays a character in the movie called Jack O'Neill. Yeah. On the show, he was played by Richard Dean Anderson, who I love as an actor as well. Yes. But in my brain, did not want to see MacGyver shooting a gun. So right. I didn't watch it for six years. Oh, my God. Uh, anyhow, uh, so the movie Stargate came out in 1994. Yes. I saw it in the theater near the end of its run. We used to have a dollar theater uh, in St. Catharines called the Pendale. And uh, my friend Scott, who moved to England, was living here that year to do studies at Brock University. Oh, cool! So every week we'd go to the Dollar Theater. <laughs> no matter what was playing, we'd get there and go, "Hey, let's go see this one." <laughs> and we saw some shit like that, like for example, Junior by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, like uh, that one! But we one week Stargate was there, and I was like, "I've heard good things. I love Kurt Russell. This could be cool. Let's yeah. go." Uh, what about you? When did did you see it in the theater?
0: Yes, yes, I, yes.
1: That's it. For, in fact I forgot I had it on Blu ray.
0: How dare you, sir? Yeah. How dare you? So I wasn't a big fan of James Spader, but I liked Kurt Russell. This
1: was the only thing I ever liked James and I Spader. I
0: James Spader in this movie.
1: Like yeah. it
0: was so good. Yeah,
1: he's a nerdy little bookwormish uh
0: like um archaeologist kind of guy.
1: Archaeologist, yeah.
0: Ling- oh he's a linguistic Yeah,
1: because on the show, when they did the show, he was their linguist expert on the team. Yeah. Uh, So basically, uh, in the. I can't remember what year the beginning of the movie takes place, in like the 20s? 30s. 30s. In Egypt, they discover uh, a big metal ring with symbols on it and a big hieroglyphic. uh, Ring. Ring in the same shape with.
0: The hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics.
1: And fast forward to 1994, where you see uh, young Daniel Jackson giving a a lecture that no one gives a shit about because everyone leaves during it. He
0: thinks aliens had a hand in the pyramids. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, no. And they all left.
1: And they all left. And then. Walked out. He gets hired by the government. Yes. And he just thinks he's there to translate because he's not allowed to know what they found and all this. Uh, while all this is going on, we get to see Kurt Russell's character for the first time.
0: Being um, reinstated
1: yeah. as and Captain?
0: And Colonel.
1: Uh, Colonel. Colonel O'Neill. Yeah. Um, so it, he's, at this point in his career, he's suicidal because his son has accidentally killed himself.
0: With his gun. With
1: his gun, yeah.
0: Um, so he and his wife are having um, troubles and... Uh, O'Neill is not, um, mentally he's not with it. Yeah. Like, he's distraught and... So, his... Yeah. He took almost... It almost seemed like at the beginning he took an indefinite leave of absence from the military. Yeah. Um, but they recalled him to active duty. Yeah. To take part in this Stargate project.
1: Yes. Because
0: of what um James Spader's character found.
1: Yes. And what does the Stargate turn out to be, young Sarah J?
0: It turns out to be a portal to another place. But it's not the only one. Like there's there's one on Earth and then there's one light years and light years and light years out of our universe. Yeah. Um, to another planet and but they also find out that it can go to other places in the universe and Outside of the yeah, room. they don't there's really. Other gates.
1: They don't really talk about that in the movie. That's something that's picked up with the TV series because well, they
0: did bring it up. Oh, did they? A little bit in the movie.
1: I don't remember when was that.
0: I can't remember, but they did.
1: Okay, I believe you.
0: Because so I wouldn't have brought it up if they didn't say it in the movie because I didn't watch the show.
1: True. Ha
0: ha. <laughs> you got me I'm there, winning. lady. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
1: So, they decide they're going to go visit this other world. And by the way, let me read the tagline now that I've pulled it up on IMDb. Finally. An interstellar teleportation device found in Egypt leads to a planet with humans resembling ancient Egyptians who worship the god Ra.
0: Only... Well, see, those ancient Egyptians were actually ancient Egyptians. Well... Kind of kind of um, because what what's supposed to be the god Ra brought a bunch of them from earth through the gate to be his slaves on this new planet yeah and where it was forbidden to learn how to read and write
1: yeah because he didn't want them to find out the truth
0: exactly so the ref the the Egyptians that are on the planet now are the descendants of those original Egyptians.
1: Yeah. Well done.
0: Thank you. I'm smart.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So they meet the, citis- the, the citizens. Is that a good word? The the dwellers of the planet.
0: Yeah, uh, dwellers. Who, that works. who
1: mine this uh, ore for raw. It's the same material that the Stargate's made out of. Yeah,
0: and it's not—he's not, not really—he's not really the god Raw. He just took on the personification. Of they just Ra. think he is. They just think he is. He's really an alien.
1: Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers if you haven't seen and this. The
0: actor who plays Raw slash the alien is um, the guy who was in the Crying Game. Yeah. The young man who was in the Crying Game who played a woman. Yeah. And I can see why people would think he was a woman because he was beautiful. He's stunning.
1: Yes, I never saw the Crying Game, but I heard me about either.
0: It. I just saw like trailers and that, and I actually thought when I saw the trailers for the movie Crying Game, I thought it was a woman.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, trying, anyway. to, re- trying to remember where we were. Uh, they meet the citizens of the planet the and the uh, yeah. the dwellers and. <laughs> Um, they all take a liking to Daniel because he has this necklace. Uh, with Which the, has
0: the eye of Ra on yeah. it. Yeah,
1: And they all bow to him.
0: Yeah, like, oh, they think he's the servant. He's like an actual servant of Ra. Like, yeah. he's like one of the priests of Ra. And yeah. it's like, no, no. They
1: they wash his feet and they bring him women.
0: Well, one woman. One
1: woman, Shari.
0: Yes, and, uh, and she shows him the hieroglyphs in that that are in some of the mines that they've discovered, and he translates them, and he learns their language because it's very similar to what the Egyptians were speaking yeah. on Earth.
1: Yeah, and uh, I guess like a really good plot device in this movie is so they discover these symbols on Earth that opens up the gateway to take them to this other planet, and then they weren't going to send anybody through. But Daniel Jackson was like, oh, I could get us back home. I can translate what's on the other side. <laughs> but when they get there, there's not another doorway. Doorway. They have to go looking for it. And by the way, French Stewart was in this, and he, it was his first movie, and he was an asshole. I didn't like him.
0: Only until halfway through, and then he was okay.
1: Well, I never forgave him for throwing Daniel's books down the hill. Yeah, you jerk. Damn you, French Stewart. He was funny, though. <laughs> Yeah,
0: there was. I can't remember the actor's name, but he played like almost like um, the second in command to Kurt
1: Russell's character. Oh, uh, John Deal.
0: Yeah, I've seen him in other things.
1: The first place, yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. The first place I ever saw him, um, he was on the first three seasons of Miami Vice. There was, uh, you know, there was Crockett and Tubbs, but yeah. then there was another uh, team, Yeah. Uh, Switek and Zito. Yeah! Switek was the heavier guy, yeah, Zito yeah, yeah. was the nerdier guy. Yeah. He was Zito. Oh! And there was this really special episode, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term, where he was murdered by, by crooked... Uh, Cops? Well, he was undercover, and uh, uh, some okay. people came in and murdered him, and it was the first time on this show that a main character had been killed off. Oh, wow. So it was a big deal back then. Well, and then I've seen him pop up in tons of movies over the years.
0: Yeah, so have I. And so, like, he's he's that character actor that, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, I know that face. Yeah. But you can't quite place him. But you know you've seen him before.
1: Yeah, correct. I
0: like him. I think he's
1: great. Yeah, he's a good good actor from everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Uh... If we're gonna talk about Kurt, though, what did you think about Kurt's performance in this
0: movie? I I liked it, um, especially because there was that underlying um, throughout the entire movie. Uh, some of the kids in like on the other planet, yeah, were like trying to like that one young man kept try- like was holding. Kurt's gun, like, yeah. Neil's gun, and he grabbed it out of his hand and screamed at him and was like, no! And it was like, because of, he, he doesn't, and he doesn't think that any of them should help fight because he doesn't want any of them to have guns because yeah. of what happened to his son. And so it's that continuation, you know, he still has that really weighing on him, and it... It affects him to the point where he doesn't want to see these kids that he doesn't know anything about.
1: Yeah. And let's be honest, his character never really stops being suicidal because no. he's going to set off a bomb that blows up As the gate. And he was going to stay behind. Yeah.
0: And he was okay with that. And it's like, yeah. yeah, no, no. No, Kurt. No. No.
1: No, no Colonel O'Neill. Uh, interesting aside, years later, I found uh, the Kurt Russell Jack O'Neill action figure at a flea market. <laughs> uh, picked it up for a dollar.
0: Nice. I can't
1: remember where it is. I know it's in this apartment because I've seen it since we've moved.
0: i going to go on a scavenger hunt later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting there thinking, well, I was my only Kurt Russell action figure. But no, I have Snake Plissken from Escape from L.A. as well.
0: Well, oh, my God. God, the world is saved.
1: Thank goodness. Much like in Stargate. Oh, Lord. When the whole two worlds were saved.
0: Yeah, because um, they both, O'Neill and Jackson both at the same time go, I have an idea, because the bomb will not turn off. Damn it. (laughs) And so they quote-unquote beam it up to Ra, his pyramid ship, and Kaboom. Yeah. It it was glorious. Bye-bye, Ra. Yeah. Actually, it was an alien. It was a fucking alien. It wasn't the god <laughs> Ra. Ra right. was nice to an extent.
1: You know, they they don't bring Ra up again on the series. Uh, until the last two episodes of Richard O'Neill... Richard Dean... <laughs> Richard O'Neill's... Richard Dean Anderson's run on the show back in season eight. Really? Yeah, there's other fake gods they fight through the, the series. Uh, but a lot of the stuff from the movie does carry over into the series. Like, uh, they visit that planet quite a few more times, and uh, the the huh. young man, the character's name was Skara. The kid yep. who we gave the lighter to. He's still friends with him on the show. Oh, wow. And... Uh, it's played by the same actor. Oh my yeah. god. And uh in fact he likes he likes the kid more than he likes Daniel Jackson on the show. Daniel Jackson and him have kind of a love hate relationship. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I love this movie. Uh, from the first time I saw it back yeah. in ninety four, and I've seen it a bunch of times over the years. Uh so I, I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. I know the original. Here's here's a little bit of trivia. <laughs> the original plan was they were going to make three movies out of this series.
0: And instead, they made the one movie and then turned the rest, the other two movies, into the television series. Yeah.
1: Once the television show was done, like the whole franchise went on until oh, I want to say 2012. Oh my god! But there was three. There was the main show, and then yeah. two uh, spin offs.
0: Stargate Atlantis, which had Jason Momoa, right? Yeah,
1: that was one of Momoa's first parts, and that was a great show too. How
0: do I know? I never watched it. I'm like, oh, Stargate Atlantis, Jason Momoa. For
1: a bit there, I actually liked Atlantis more than the main show, <laughs> and then Stargate Universe was the last one. Oh,
0: okay. And
1: when that ended, um. They were talking about reviving the movie series again, wow. like either doing the sequels finally, yeah, or rebooting the movie right. and then doing sequels to that. But they were in talks with Kurt Russell and James Spader to come back, I guess, like oh, years later, right? Yeah,
0: that would have been cool. Yeah. Okay, so we need two sequels now: one for Soldier and one for Stargate.
1: And there, is, there was a, a novel series. In okay. the late 90s for the movies as well. which I never read them, but I, I read about them this last week when I did the research. Yeah. In regards to those updated movie sequels, I guess about four or five years ago that it was dead again. Uh-huh. But it would have been interesting. Like They they said, you know, we could just do a different continuity. Yeah. And, uh, oh, they're... Little known fact: uh, Kurt Russell did visit the set of the show.
0: Oh yeah, he told me about this, and he was doing Three Thousand Miles of Graceland. Yeah, he was so as Elvis.
1: He still has his Elvis Presley look, and the <laughs> pictures of him with Richard Dean Anderson in front of the fake Stargate, <laughs> while he's got like his like Elvis hair and stuff. That's, and it I looks and it looks like a Photoshop picture, but it's a real picture. It's real. Yeah,
0: that's wicked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I. Were you? Did you always like this movie in the yeah. old days? or Okay. Yeah.
0: No, I I wasn't too sure about it because um, I saw the trailers for it and everything, and I, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then I went to go see it, and I'm sitting there, and it started, and I'm like, I don't know if I made the right decision to <laughs> see this. And then as it got going and it kind of ramped up, through the movie, I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is good. I like it. There
1: was uh, <laughs> way more talking than I remember in a the movie. A But, but that movie. wasn't a problem. I just, no, I didn't no, remember no. as much talking, that's like, all. Like,
0: 94, I was 21. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I made the right choice. Did I waste my money on this movie? I, sh- I hope not because Kurt Russell. Oh, I
1: spent a dollar, I so.
0: I loved <laughs> it. I wound up really liking it. So I was like, by the end of the movie, I was like, nope, I made the right decision.
1: And I will say, this movie has my favorite Kurt Russell quote ever. <laughs> when he's fighting the sentry at the end, and he's about to kill him, and he goes, give my regards to King Todd, asshole.
0: Like everybody should say.
1: <laughs> I remember going to work and saying that quite a bit, too.
0: <laughs> you quoting movies? Yeah. Surprise. I
1: think I was uh, so in 94? Uh may have been KFC, I can't remember. So,
0: and you were maybe 25?
1: Something like that, yeah. Cuz I
0: was t- turning 21 that. Yeah. That April. Yeah, I was probably 25.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I haven't thought of my rating yet. <laughs> uh Do you have one? Yes. What is your rating?
0: I'm going to give it four and a half eyes of raw out of five. Did I take yours?
1: No, I'm going to give mine four and a half because I'm taking out of a half point for French Stewart. Oh! Uh, four and a half slobbering hairy yak creatures out of five. <laughs> Cute. They were cute, and I want one. They were sort of they gross, want so. one.
0: We have a dog that does pretty much the same freaking thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's food and slobbers everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad we watched this one. I can't yeah. believe I forgot it, and yes. uh, it's it's definitely one of my favorite Kurt movies. Yeah, and I would love to watch it again At someday. Some point. Yeah, we have like Another lots of ten years. Yeah. Yeah, we have lots of stuff we got to catch up on and watch. Yeah. So we, we've we've got some ideas for upcoming shows. Yes. Like we even do. tie-ins. Like yeah, even like, tie-ins like that like might this, work together. This
0: week's was sci-fi action. Yeah. And they tied in together. So, and if anybody has any suggestions on tie-ins for Kurt Russell, or movies, even
1: any separate or, movies, or
0: any separate movies,
1: because I've got a couple ideas of stuff I want you to see that I know you've never seen. Okay. They're not Quentin Tarantino movies. Don't Thank worry. Thank you. Although I, one of these days I'm going to get to the Hateful Eight.
0: Okay. You. Know uh, that.
1: I will do that. So this has been a blasty blast.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: So uh, everyone,
0: absolutely. Thanks for listening.
1: Keep reaching for the stars.
0: Or the Stargate.
1: Or the Stargate. And uh, <laughs> give my regards to King Tut. Asshole. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.